Welcome back to another episode of Another Mother Podcast, a safe place for blended families to unravel the blended chaos and share lessons learned, the good, the bad, and the high conflict. I'm your host, Dana. I've been a struggling and confused stepmom for over eight years now, and I'm finally feeling like I'm starting to find my groove while flailing and failing along the way. Now let's grab a drink and talk some shit. Hey everyone, Dana here, reporting to you from my closet with my Christmas onesies on. Um, I normally wasn't going to record an episode just before Christmas, just because, you know, times are hectic, and let's be real, we're all kind of running around at this point, uh, just trying to get, you know, last minute uh, gifts purchased, and getting food, making sure you have all the groceries, baking, you name it. Um, This year, I've kind of chosen to do things a little bit differently. I have said no a lot. Um, And not to be rude, honestly, I'm not trying to be in any way. I want to be around my friends and my family. Um, But with the kids' sports that they're in, I just found that they have been just over planning a lot. Um, and it's kind of taking away from the time from other things that we would usually kind of do, but the kids aren't like super into. So we just said no to a lot of things. We didn't attend any Christmas parties. Um, we're just kind of like laying low. Um, and we're actually all really happy about it. I mean, we have had the craziest cold snap here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And it has been like minus 40, minus 45 degrees uh, Celsius. And it's just been a really cold week. I haven't been working as a result. So honestly, besides like getting my stepdaughter to school and what have you, um, my son and I have just been in our jammies. We've just been kind of doing the things that we want to do. Um, playing games, baking, decorating cookies, um, you know, cleaning the house because that's coming too. And yeah, so I don't know, like we were supposed to go to a homeschool party here um, today. I just opted out. It's too cold. I'm just not going. Like, I'm sorry. I love everybody there. But just like count us out. My spouse got home late last night. We haven't seen him in quite some time. Like I just, we just want to be at home for once. Um, So that's just kind of where we're at this year. We're just doing things a little bit differently and not feeling like we have to be everywhere all at once. We're just trying to take our time, rest, and just try to enjoy being in the same roof together. Um, That being said, um... My stepdaughter went back to her mom's as of today. Um, We're splitting the time. So this year it's her time to be with her mom on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which is totally fine. And we get her back the very next day on the 26th and we'll be celebrating uh, that way. So we will have Christmas with her when we pick her up on the 26th. We'll sit down. She gets to open her gifts. We're kind of saving the gifts that, you know, she got her brother and whatnot so that she can be there to see, you know, their face when they open that. And otherwise, we're just going to be kind of hanging out, enjoying each other and talking and laughing and doing what we do best. Um, 
Then we will be spending time going out to my in-laws. They have a huge place um, out in the country, which we're always really excited to go out there. Lots of food, lots of people. Um, It's dog friendly, which I love because my puppies get to come. And yeah, we'll spend a couple days out there just spending time with the family and loving on that. So it's going to be, again, I stress this to you enough that one day, one day, these holidays will get better. Um, And that's exactly why I'm recording this episode today is because I know, I know so many of you, if not most of you are out there just dreading this holiday because of all of the drama and arguments and everything that it brings. Um, We were you, um, and I'm not saying it's not a forever thing. Um, It's been going really well for us the last couple years. Again, I don't know what has switched in bio mom's head. I don't really want to question it. I'm just happy that it seems to be working out and that like we can be mature and we can just realize like, Hey, we all want to see her and spend time with her. Let's split it up as evenly as we can. Um, that being said, every other year besides the last two years have been a damn nightmare. Um, so I just kind of wanted to hop on here and maybe just not to be a Debbie Downer, but just to tell you some stories about the Christmases that we've had that haven't gone so great, that have been very, very, very negative and dramatic. And like, you know, we were, you know, she was holding the child so that we couldn't see her and things like that. Like we literally went through all kinds of drama every year for Christmas and it just sucks. So I just wanted to kind of hop on here, do a little bit of storytelling of times that, you know, haven't been the greatest for us in the holiday season. Just so you guys know, like it's, it's not just you, it's not just your family and it's not just the bio mom that you are dealing with. Um, there's many out there and I'm not saying it's all bio moms. Um, I'm sure there's lots out there too, but of course we are the stepmom community. So that's kind of where we can all relate. So that's why I'm talking about that. I am sure there are lots of bio dads that are the same way. So, um, and just not easy to deal with, especially around the holidays. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get into it a little bit here. Um, so mind you, these stories are all pre-court order. And when I say court order, we didn't really go through court. We went through what's called an arbitration. Arbitration is a lot more private. We weren't in a courtroom. We were literally in a boardroom, um, kind of hashing things out just across the table from each other. Um, we both had lawyers, um, and then we had our arbitrator just kind of sitting at the head table, listening to everybody. And they ultimately are the decision maker, um, after they've kind of heard everyone's side and usually they'll just make things as fair as possible. So it's kind of like court, but just not the same setting. Um, so all of these stories that I tell you are basically the whole reason we ended up going through arbitration. It's the whole reason why we got a therapist for my stepdaughter. It's just because like, this was just getting way too much for us. It was getting to be way too much for our kids. Um, and I always say I'm a huge advocate for the children that aren't stepkids. So our bio children, like they suffer just as greatly during this time because they're like, 
where the hell, where the hell is my sibling? Like they want to spend time with them too. And they don't understand why the adults literally just can't get their shit together and spend time evenly. So I, (laughs) I've even had my son say to us in the past, I think he was probably, he was probably about three years old. And I remember him asking me, mama, why can't you know, stepdaughter's mom, why can't she just move in with us? That way we can all see my sister and we can all be together. And then that way no one has to fight. And it's like, you have to just hug and just love him for that because that is the most sensible thing I've ever heard. And if everyone wasn't so caught in their own way and have, you know, just like, a grudge against each other. Like, yeah, but that would totally make sense. And that was his solution. And I just thought, yeah, but that makes total sense. And, but it would just never work because we don't get along. Um, that's another topic that we could probably dive into on another episode, but I'll get right into it right now and we'll go from there. So there was, um, when I first met my spouse, um, I'm pretty sure what they used to do was just split, split Christmases, um, in half, almost like directly in half. So they were able to get along. Okay. Fairly well back then. Um, and that's because I believe like, I believe bio mom's parents were mainly the ones kind of doing the back and forth, um, with my spouse at the time. Um, so things were going okay back then, but honestly, like literally as soon as I came into the picture, shit just went sideways. And I promise you, I had zero influence on that. I was just like, you just let me know what you guys do. And like, we'll just kind of plan accordingly. And, but shit just went sideways. As soon as she knew there was like another woman in the picture, it just like, she just went nuts. Like essentially she was just very controlling. Um, she thought she called the shots. She just like, didn't want. And as soon as she found out that I wasn't like a super shitty person that like, didn't like my stepdaughter, like that I actually cared about her and that like, you know, I prioritized her. Um, it got even worse. So there was no order. They had no judge. It was just kind of like fly by the seat of your pants and whatever it was working for them at the time. But when we started dating, um, that wasn't the case. It just went sideways. And she generally, like we never had my stepdaughter for Christmas, like ever. And when I say not just Christmas, it was like not at all over the Christmas break. Not at all. Because back then they were doing two weeks on, two weeks off. And which was a really long time, but it made sense for the schedule because my spouse was working away back then. He was usually gone for two weeks. So it did work at the time. It was a long time to be away, but it did work. So we generally over the Christmas break, like did not see her whatsoever. Um, She would just hold her. Um, I would kind of, you know, ask like, you know, even like a week, two weeks before Christmas, like, do we get you know, your daughter this year or like, what do you guys usually do? And he's like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'll just like touch base with her a little closer to Christmas and we'll figure it out. Cause that's what they usually did. And then one year it was just different because I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's because of me. Um, she just ignored 
ignored any calls. She ignored any texts. It just, just pretended that he didn't exist. And that was that. Um, so we didn't see her. We didn't see her all Christmas. And like, I'm sure some of you can relate. There is nothing sadder. <sighs> there is nothing sadder. I, I shed so many tears as did my spouse. The whole reason I shed tears was because the heartbreak, the heartbreak to watch him just like not be able to get a hold of his little girl and not be able to spend any type of Christmas with her with extended family or anything like that. It was just literally out of this world. Like I was heartbroken for him. The fact that he just couldn't see her. Um, then, you know, time marches on. We hope next year, next year will be good. Um, nope. We would get, we'd call, we'd call, he'd text, Hey, like, can I have, and that was the thing. It was like, she was very much in control and he was just like, he should be grateful for just like whatever small amount she may be able to give him of his daughter over the holidays. You just be grateful, which it was zero. So, um, I remember a lot of time there was one time in particular that we were sitting in our basement and I was just kind of like, so like, what's the plan this year? And he's like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Right. Cause I don't know. I mean, I'm sure most of, you know, if they're anything like my spouse, he would stew on this for months, trying to figure out the right way to talk to this narcissist about how he can approach and kind of make it her idea of like, when can I get my daughter? Right. Because we know she would just keep her. We weren't going to be those people that were just like, no, this year she's ours. So we're just going to keep her from her mom. Like we weren't those people and we weren't about to do that with a child. It's just crazy. And I hate people that do that. Um, so anyway, he was like, I'm just trying to figure out the right way to do it. So he spent months, like I said, just trying to figure out the right way to bring this up to her, how to ask, how to plan. Um, and she would just ignore that's her, that was always her tool. That was her back pocket use. Um, she just pull it out all the time. If she didn't want to, she would just ignore, she ignored any type of anything from our lawyer. She, she ignored any type of email, any type of text, any type of like talk in person that put her on the spot. She'd run away. Literally like that. It was just like, it was not an option with her. Um, so I remember Christmas Eve, him texting her for the final time saying, Hey, like it's Christmas Eve. I think it would be really great that she spends time over here as well. What time can I pick her up? What time works for you? Right. Cause if you know, you always kind of have to lay it out that way of like what works best for you. So they don't feel like you're demanding anything. Cause if you start demanding things, she'll just be like, fuck you basically. Um, and he's like, when can I pick her up? No, this, it doesn't work like that. She would respond with, um, yep. She's, we're super busy tomorrow with family and stuff. Maybe the next day you can pick her up the next day. Okay. What time? I don't know. I'll have to let you know the day of. So then the, the day of would come, Hey, can we come pick her up at this time? Actually? No, we made plans today. Like we're boxing day shopping and then we're going out for dinner, blah, blah. Like you name it. It was like every excuse in the book. Once again, her, the gr little girl's presents are still under the tree, 
my son is just questioning, like, when do we get to see her again? Like, when does she get to open her gifts? And in his head, because he was little back then, he's just thinking like, oh, she must not get any presents then. Like, why does she just like, she just has a crappy Christmas because she can't like, cause he's not understanding that she, you know, she has another family over there and she was still getting a Christmas. It's just, she's just not opening them over here. My spouse, again, deep depression. Um, you know, he tried to make the best of it and probably put on a good face for, you know, my son, but I just tell he was hurting so bad. Um, and it just really rocked us. Um, it really rocked everybody. Like again, blended families, you understand you have to share, you have to share certain occasions, share certain days. Um, but when it's fair, you can wrap your mind around it. You can't wrap your mind around it when it's inconsistent and you don't know what to expect. You do not know if you're at all going to see that child at all. And it's just insanity. Like I, it's just torture is what it is. It is absolute torture. Um, so that's kind of when we started getting the ball rolling about getting a lawyer and just kind of like getting shit into place because it's like, we can't go through, nor can his daughter go through another year of uncertainty. Um, and just plain like one-sidedness. It was just absolutely crazy. Um, I do remember, you know, on the way home, the one year we were, I think we were able to celebrate Christmas like three weeks after Christmas. Um, we were finally able to have her, which was ridiculous. And, um, I remember my spouse talking to her while we were in the car, we were on our way home from grandma and grandpa's. And he said, you know, anytime you do want to come over or if like your mom's busy, which let me tell you, she was always fucking busy. But if you're ever busy, you can just call daddy. You can just call daddy. I'll come get you. We'll, we'll hang out with you. We'll watch you. And she's like, you will. Um, he's like, yeah, of course. And like, you know, like, I'm sorry, we weren't able to spend Christmas together. Hopefully we can organize it better that you can. And she's like, well, my mommy told me that you guys didn't want me for Christmas. And right there, we were like, who in the fuck does that? Who the fuck tells their kid who has a dad and let's say a family on the other side who are just dying to spend time with her, especially over the holidays. And you tell her that we don't want to see her because you know damn well that subject probably isn't going to come up over at our house. So she's just going to always think we didn't want her. Like you put that in her head. We were devastated. And I, I'm glad my, my spouse did it, but he was just like, I would never say that. You are my little girl. You are my child. I always want to be with you. I want to be with you 100% of the time. But of course, you need to be with your mommy. And I would never, ever, ever say that. And I think like right then and there, she was able to like kind of wrap her head around the fact that like her mom might be full of shit. Um, so anyway, um, so anyway, I think we got about three or four years of the back and forth. Um, till it finally got to the point where I think we were, it was the one year that 
again, we were, him and bio mom were fighting, um, on Christmas day, which is always lovely. We all want to get into an argument on Christmas day over, over the phone. It's just like, what else could you ask for? Um, and she finally, after like, he was not backing down. She said, fine. If you're not here in 10 minutes, which it takes us 15 to 20 to get there. If you're not here in 10 minutes, you can't have her and we're leaving because we have a dinner to go to. So what does the guy do? He gets on his coat and boots as fast as he can, gets out the door, gets in the car. I mean, the, the car is like ice, essentially. He's still driving like a madman to try and get there in time. Gets there. No, they're not there. And he's like, well, I'm here. Like, I'm here. It's been 12. Like, because, of course, he just, like, sped like a madman to try and get to his little girl. Well, we're not there anymore. And he's like, tell me where you are. I, I, I'll come get her from you. Like, just tell me where you are. I will go there and grab her. So she finally gives the address. He goes over there. It was, like, across town. He goes over there. And goes to pick her up. And, you know, it's just like, you know, the story that's probably been told to whoever's house that was, whatever family that was. I'm pretty sure it was her boyfriend's family at the time. But like, they were all just like standing in the window, kind of just like looking at my spouse as if he was just this like mean dad who just like demanded and like won't let her have Christmas with her little girl. She painted him like such a fucking villain. It was pathetic. And then they kind of like, her boyfriend, who's now her, like my stepdaughter's stepdad kind of came out like holding her as if like, it's okay. Cause your dad's awful and blah, blah, blah. And doesn't that little girl just come skipping out with the biggest smile on her face? Like daddy, I'm so happy I get to see you. She was so relieved that she was able to see her dad. You could see it all over her face. That wasn't the face of a little girl that was scared or didn't want to go to her dad's. This was this, the face of a little girl who was like, extremely happy that she finally got to spend an actual Christmas with her dad. Um, it was so sad. Again, it was just like, why the fuck do we do this every year? Why can't she just understand that she has family on either side that want to spend time with her and like, let's plan accordingly. Um, so until we could like get in and see lawyers and kind of get things, you know, put together, um, as far as like how to split holidays, like normal human beings. Um, we tried doing Christmas split directly in half. So like someone would get her for the Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning. And then someone would come get her around like the other person would come get her around like two and then they'd get to spend like Christmas dinner and like the next day or whatever with her. Um, that seemed to like work okay, but it was definitely a rush. Um, and it wasn't something that my stepdaughter even liked. And I don't even think my son liked it, to be honest, because it's like you get to open up all your presents, you find all these toys, you're happy, you're playing with them, and then you got to get ripped away and then go to the next house. And then you're opening gifts there. And then, you know, it's just like very unsettling. It wasn't very fair, to be honest, for her to even have that. Um so that when we did finally go to court or to arbitration, I guess I should say, um, that was the one thing I made sure I voiced for her was, you know, she made it very, very clear. My stepdaughter made it very clear that she was not happy with the splitting in half and wishes it could be done differently. So it was like, okay, so what if we rotate 
somebody gets, whoever gets her um, for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then the night, and then the next person, then other parent comes and picks her up on like the 26th at like a decent time, whatever time is agreed upon. Um, so that's basically where we are at. We are at the point. So this year, it is her mom's year to have her on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, and then we'll go get her probably around like 10 or something like that on the 26th. So everybody can kind of, kind of have a sleep in. Um, and that's kind of the plan. Um, to add on top of that, my birthday. My birthday is also on Christmas. <laughs> um, so it's got some pros. It's got some cons. Um, I, of course, loved it as a kid. Um, you know, my birthday was always kind of like my birthday parties were always organized a little bit early because people are on Christmas break and spending time with their family. So if I wanted to have like a friend birthday party, it was always very early. Um, and then, um, as I got older, of course, like it's definitely more about your kids. Um, but every day is honestly more about your kids. So what we do on Christmas is a little different than what anybody else would do probably, but I, for one, love it because like, I, I'm not going to cook a full turkey or anything on my birthday. I just like did it for a lot of years. I refuse. It's a lot of work. You don't end up actually spending much time with your family. So what we opted to do is we do appetizers all day. We always just have food on the table. You can go and pick from there. Um, at any point in time, if you're hungry, there's always food on the table. And then around supper time, we order Chinese food and my dad and his girlfriend come over and we just chill. We're in our pajamas. Some years, if the weather's good, we go tobogganing or we have a fire or whatever. So it's lovely. I wouldn't have it any other way. That's how we do it. And like, I couldn't be happier. Um, but that being said, with my birthday being on Christmas, I quite literally never really got to either spend time with my stepdaughter on that day. Not just that, I never was allowed to talk to her either. They were always just way too busy. She couldn't be bothered. Um, and for someone who is a stepmom, who is loves a child, even though she's not biologically mine, um, and I'm supposed to be treating my children the same and loving them, you know, the same, which again, that's a, an, another different topic, but my kids are my kids. She is one of my kids to not be able to talk to my own, like my child on my birthday is like another just sinking feeling. It's a very lonely feeling. It's a very odd feeling of not being able to spend time with your child on your birthday. Um, so luckily enough, when she was nine, they got her a cell phone, which again, don't agree with, but they gave her a cell phone. So in the last, I think it's been in the, again, in the last two years, my stepdaughters called me on my birthday. She, you know, she's not really just calling to like, you know, talk, about Christmas, she definitely makes a point to either text or call me to wish me a happy birthday and that she loves me. And <laughs> the last time she did that, or the first time she did that, um, I cried. I literally cried. I cried like happy tears for like over an hour because I couldn't believe that she was finally, I was finally able to talk to her 
on holiday, on my birthday. And everybody else gets that. My spouse gets that. Bio mom gets that. Stepdad gets that. But because my birthday falls on Christmas, like that's just not something that was ever possible. So that is huge. Um, a huge positive. She even told me today before she left for school, because then she's going back to her mom's after school. She's like, I love you, mom, and happy birthday. And I'm going to call you on your birthday. And I was like, I love that. Please do whenever you have the time. Um, and she's like, no, I'm going to be the first person. And I laughed and teased her because my sister always says she's going to be the first to call me. But now that she's a mom, obviously, like she's doing Christmas morning with her kid. Um, and she's like, oh, no, she's like, I'll even stay up late and call you just like so we can talk on the phone into your birthday. <laughs> so that just means the world to me that she even, you know, is thinking of me. I know she was thinking of me in the past. I just really do feel like she felt like she wasn't able to you know, ask to use the phone to call me because she didn't want to upset her mom or, um, you know, her mom's probably shut her down on that or, you know, maybe promises, yeah, you can call her later and then just doesn't remind her, doesn't get her to do it. So, um, things do turn around. We have had some insane Christmases, um, full of tears. We've all been very sad on Christmas, which sucks. Cause again, it's supposed to be a time that you share with your family. It's supposed to be a happy time. It's my birthday. So I want to celebrate it, you know, and I want to celebrate it as a family. I do get that we're a blended family and that it's Christmas and that's just shit luck. So like, you know, we do have to alternate, but it's like this holiday is supposed to be about togetherness and, you know, being together. And I just felt like for so many years that joy was stolen from us. And, you know, we can look back and we can dwell on it. I mean, I know every year um, my spouse and I kind of sit down together and be like, do you remember that year when, you know, she just like wouldn't let us or, you know, she like ignored our calls or like if, if we can't, like she just like literally hid away um, from us being able to see his daughter and like we reminisce and we're like, I can't believe that's how it was. And I can't believe where we're at now. Um, I never in a million years thought that it would be cordial. Like I never, ever thought we were going to get past the drama and the negativity and the alienation and just the straight up selfishness. I never, ever thought that it would be any different. I thought even with that order of rotating years. I never thought that she would ever make it like as easy as it has been. Um, so that is literally why I wanted to make this episode today. I wanted everybody to know that, you know, it can be really shitty and you can have bad years and it can be really dramatic and she can be a bitch and she probably is, <laughs> but there's a chance that she turns around at some point and realizes the effects that this has on her child. There is a chance. She probably won't admit it to you. She probably, she, you're not going to get like an apology. Maybe you will. Most likely you won't, but there is a chance that this turns around where one day you, you can have Christmas drama free. 
and it can, it can happen. Um, you're, if you're laughing at me right now, I don't blame you in the least. Um, you know, bio mom, I'm still never going to be friends with her. She is not my cup of tea, nor am I hers. Um, we're very different women, but as of late, we can be fine. We can co-parent, you know, I, was able to walk up to her the other day and let her know like something was sent home from school from her teacher that a parent needed to sign. My spouse was gone. I knew I needed to get her signature and cause I can't sign. Um, and she was totally good with that. And she actually appreciated the fact that I didn't just go ahead and sign it or just like leave it to like be forgotten that I brought it to her and had her sign it so that she, you know, my stepdaughter can hand it back in. Um, Normally that wouldn't have been able to be done. Like I wouldn't be able to approach her. She would have ignored me. Um, and if I did, she would have just like made it terrible. And I would have just had to stand there and bite my tongue because my son's standing beside me or and my stepdaughter's standing on the other side. So it does get better. It can get better. It's not going to happen for everybody, but I just want to give you guys like a small glimmer of hope that it doesn't always need to be dramatic. And again, there may, may be no rhyme or reason to it. It may just be some, she just woke up one day and was maybe tired of the fight of being so dramatic. And it might also have a lot to do with my stepdaughter getting to an age where she's not afraid to say something to her mom of like, you're being ridiculous. I have a family over there too. I'm, I want to go. Um, cause I know that has happened for her in the past. It wasn't necessarily for Christmas, but I think it was for her birthday. Um, again, her mom would keep her from us on her birthday too. Um, and it finally got to a point where she got, my stepdaughter got old enough and she told her mom like enough. I want to see my dad. I want to see Dana. I want to see my brother cause it's my birthday. You can't just keep me away. And so I think at some point, if you give your kids the ability to not need to be rude to, you know, not necessarily talk back to their parent, to disrespect them in that way, but to kind of hold their own and have a voice. Um, and I think just for many years, she was belittled down so much and alienated and manipulated so much that that little girl didn't think she had a voice to be able to say it. But we have always told her she has a voice and she can speak up and that if she wants to, you know, pick up the phone when she didn't have one, of course, and call her mom on our time that we're not offended. If you want to call your mom, call your mom. Just because it's not her time doesn't mean you're not missing her. You can still call her if you want to call your stepdad, if you want to call your grandma and grandpa on your mom's time, like on your mom's side from our house, please do it please do it. And I feel really do feel like that consistency is what maybe turned things around and made her mom kind of realize like, okay, like maybe I've been doing it wrong. And what's really the worst thing that she gets to spend time on the other side. And then at the same breath, it's like, they can go do what they want childless. You know, like it also gives them time to just like do the things. Maybe they want to have a friend Christmas party or whatever. And they can do that when my stepdaughter's not there. Like it really is the best thing to do is just to be fair 
as long as everyone can understand that it is only affecting the child if we continue this way. I just, I, I just want everybody to realize like it doesn't always need to be this way. And that if we just literally put those kids feelings above our anger, above our grudge, whatever it is that we have, it's actually, it actually turns out to be a much better holiday and everybody can enjoy it in the way that they want. Um, on that note, I want to say Merry Christmas. Um, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is around this time that you celebrate, I wish you all the best. Um, and I really hope everyone does have a happy holiday with their friends and family um, and just make the best of it because, you know, every day is truly a gift. I'm, I'm realizing that now. Um, I do have my grandma who's in the hospital as we speak. Um, I know we had talked a little bit on my Instagram of how she was doing. I did go back to see her um, earlier on this month, and I'm so grateful that I did. She was in such a good place at that time, and I enjoyed our visit so much. But she is back in the hospital now, so don't know. I'm not much of a prayer, but I am. I am. I'm praying for her. I really hope she's just able to be home for Christmas and snug in her bed and just not stuck in a hospital. So if any of you are prayers out there, please pray for her. She's a wonderful, wonderful, strong woman. And I just want her to be comfortable for Christmas. So that is my ask. Um, and all I want to do is just make sure that I tell all my loved ones I love them. I turn into a bigger cheese ball every year. I can't even believe I say some of the shit that I say now, but honestly, it literally is. I could get nothing on Christmas and just be truly happy to have everybody under one roof. Um, so that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing new year. Um, we'll be touching base um, sometime in early January. I'm definitely going to take this time to concentrate and be present with my family. And um, we'll go from there. So thanks so much for listening and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to another mother podcast and being a part of our community. Remember, no matter how unique your situation, you are not alone. To be a part of the show, make episode topic suggestions, or to share your story, please email info at anothermotherpodcast.ca and make sure to follow at Another Mother Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and leave us a rating on your preferred podcast app if you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.